This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week. And we are so glad that you have joined us. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post here in our Hercules Tires studios. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Great. Had an awesome week. What about you? How about that? Knoxville Nationals. I'm telling you, the energy, the excitement, the racing. Boy, I'm trying. I, boy, I, I have to dig, and I haven't found it yet. I'd have to dig really deep to find something wrong with last week. I would agree. I mean, really, truly, from the amount of fans we had at our shows oh my to the atmosphere, the, like you said, the energy. I think that's one thing that Knoxville, You, I don't know another race, and we, we both get to go to a lot of different races. Right. I don't know another one that has that same energy. We have, coming up on our television show, Kyle Larson, who was in that seat right there. Yeah. And I asked him about the energy because we have had, within the NASCAR world, we've had some excitement with Nashville reopening up. Yeah. And you guys had SRX in Nashville, Cup in Nashville, then the IndyCar. So Nashville's been a hotbed city this year. Road America was good. And I asked Kyle, I said, you know, the excitement level. And he's with all of us. It's like yeah. there's something about Knoxville that is just, he said, he said he's been doing Indy 500 as a fan. He said, and that may be the closest. Mm-hmm. Um, but Knoxville is just... Yeah, I would say, I mean, the Indy 500 atmosphere and and the Daytona 500, they they have a great atmosphere, great energy. But I think the thing about Knoxville is it's not 100,000 people. It's not 200,000 people. It's 25,000 people. It's a little bit more manageable. And Ray and I talked about it. We bumped into Kyle. I think it was on, gosh, was it even Saturday? I don't know. He was was just on his bicycle looking for lunch. We told him about Cattleman's and the dip in your corn. And he he went over there by himself. No PR people. No, no. And it was like, that's really cool. It's real low key. Yeah. It's real he low key. He can just be himself. Here. Right. And everybody can. You're sitting there and you watch it. I, I, I've stood there. I was coming across the street in front of Casey's and he had this funky little motorcycle thing he had with little tires on it and stuff like that. And I look, I'm like, I had to double take. And he's riding around. People, hey, Kyle. He waves and yeah. keeps. There's no, there's, you know, this is, this is the hottest driver in all of motorsports. <laughs> just riding up and down, waving to fans. Everything is so cool. Yeah. So chill. And I think. I think that's the beauty of Knoxville. It hasn't got to that crush level. You're mm-hmm. right. It's good. I mean, they, they come over, they do our show, they sign a couple autographs, and they go out, and, and people are like, oh, man, I got to see them. I guess yeah. everyone's cool. Yeah, no one's angry that they didn't, no, you know. No, no. Uh, didn't get to sign 22 of his diecast cars or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I went, on, I went on our Facebook group on Sunday morning, and I, you know, just everyone thought. And I, I'm like, um, the only complaints about Knoxville are the fuel stop. Mm. And it's like... 
okay, that's a 10-year-old problem. That's yeah, not yeah, a, that's yeah. not a, so I mean. I think if there's room for debate there. And, and I think there's room for debate yeah, there and yeah. everything like that. But I'm like, if we're debating something that was changed 10 years ago, it was a pretty stinking yeah. good Knoxville National. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so, and, and that's fine. And I agree. I'm, that, that's, a, that's a debate that is ongoing. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. But I'm like, if we've got to go to something that was changed 10 years ago to find, you know, something, to find wrong. something wrong, yeah. that's pretty good. So it was good stuff. That's for sure. It was great stuff. Yeah, uh, it was. Let's stand corrected. It was not good stuff. It was great stuff. Um, let's get into our Hefty Racing Product Hot Topics. We understand, we know, Kyle Larson had a really, really good week. Kyle joins us on our Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. It's on Rev TV in Canada Saturday night and Mav TV, or Wednesday night, Wednesday, uh, Mav TV on Saturday morning. Okay? There were some other drivers and teams that had really good Nashville, or Nash, Knoxville as well. Now yes. we've got Nashville. Okay? <laughs> Geo Selzy. How about yep. that? for a, That was pretty good Knoxville Nationals yeah. for Geo. Yeah, for I mean, a 19-year-old. 19-year-old kid. Yeah. He couldn't even uh, couldn't even consume Wade's whiskey. I know. And to give gift, it to the older brother. Which it was probably gone in about 30 <laughs> minutes. Although I think Gio said on our show before we went on air, if I drank two sips of that, I'd probably be on my career. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, this year continues to be, we've always known Brett Marks is really, really good. We've understood that. We've seen him with his own car run the World of Outlaws and win some races. Then we saw him in the CJB car, and then we saw him leave the CJB car in a move, leaving a fully funded ride to go back to your own deal. And we've seen Brett Marks just flourish this year, and the Knoxville Nationals is another chapter in that. He was he was that when he was was in that handful of cars that, while it would have been from his name and his history perspective, a bit of an upset for him to win. His performance, it would have been no upset at all. Agree. I mean, that thing was rolling the whole time. One of the biggest things, and TJ Slideways made this point in a, in, a, in a blog he did. Imagine your Roth Motorsports two weeks ago when you have the, uh, the Aaron Reitzel situation. So you go to Dennis and Teresa Roth and say, it's all right, you'll finish top 10 at the Knoxville National. Yeah. We don't even know who the driver is. They tried different drivers at the yep. three. They tried different drivers along at the Ironman and everything. Nationally, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Casey Kane in eighth place finished. So great for Casey, a part-time racer, yeah. finishing eighth place. But how about the fortunes of Roth Motorsports? That is really that yes. is a that is a good Knoxville Nationals. Maybe not in the Roth tradition, but in the recent history that the team and turmoil the team has yeah. gone through. That's a pretty stinking good comeback. Absolutely. Yeah, no. I like it. I appreciate TJ. I, I, I love TJ well, Slideways. You know, he, he mentioned that. Uh, we talked to Casey at the airport, too, and he was all three. His two cars, plus himself, were in the top ten of the Knoxville last year. Yeah. And he said, you know, it's kind of crazy that I'm a little disappointed. But yet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all in the top ten. Well, and that's the thing. You know, we always, we always talk about our guest list, who we want to get. And sometimes we'll get the winner for the TV show or the winner for here and so-and-so for our TV show. And I think the good, I think that, and I don't think this is wrong. I think when you have Donnie Schatz finishing second and Brad Sweet finishing third, that is a great run, but there's disappointment with those two finishing second and third. Oh, yeah. And there should be because that's the championship caliber drivers they were. So, um, but, but Roth Motorsports, you know, Casey Kane's great. And yeah, you're right about his teams. But I'm telling you, Roth Motorsports, that's a good Knoxville Nationals compared to where they were at two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you think about it. 
Brooke Tattnall, how about that? Threw right. that deal together in a couple of weeks and locked it in and on Glenn his Stiers, our good buddy Glenn, Glenn Stiers. Glenn Stiers from up there. Glenn uh, Oshweekin Osh- can't race. They're, they've canceled another season up there because Canada is a bigger so mess than California. Track. I know. Isn't that a great place? Love that racetrack. And so, and so Brooke put something together with Glenn Stiers, two just great, great people, Canadian, Australian, um, <laughs> getting together in Iowa and doing great things. Mm-hmm. I love the Brooke Tattnall story. And the Hose Heads Rookie of the Year was Ayrton Jennerton. Anytime you're in Rookie of the Year in Knoxville Nationals, you deserve an, uh, you deserve an attaboy because that is really cool. You do. Good stuff. I mean, just great, great stuff all week Since long. Since I was the 2003 Rookie of the Nationals. You were the 2000. Well, yeah, and you were in the A-Main, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. A-Main. Well, well Jennerton couldn't, couldn't tuck her in the A-Main, not well, like Crocker know. did. Not like yeah, Crocker 18 did. 18 years ago. Yeah, 18 years ago, Crocker <laughs> put it in the A-Main. Yeah, what's up with you, Ayrton? You couldn't do that? Just like, no. Um, Congratulations, Aaron Jennington. That is uh, fun stuff. Um, just a just a great and and the race at the end. Oh my! Yeah. Just when you thought, okay, this thing. I was like, is, all right, Kyle, you're stinking up the show a little bit. And all of a sudden, the number fifteen freight train and the number forty nine freight yeah, train. They were there. Uh, they arrived at the station just about in time. <laughs> um, crazy, crazy finish. I mean, just good stuff. Great racing. That is for sure. So the. 60th running of the NOS Energy Drink Knoxville Nationals, and Kyle Larson adds to an incredible, incredible legacy, an incredible season. Chili Bowl, Coca-Cola 600, mm-hmm. NASCAR All-Star Race, mm-hmm. Kings Royal, Prairie Dirt Classic, Knoxville Nationals. <laughs> you get, maybe with the exception of the NASCAR All-Star Race, maybe, maybe. I don't know. There's guys that have made a career out of that being their only win. Yeah. Okay. You take any of those other races and you win that. And that is a career defining moment. Mm -hmm. And he did sick. So far. Yeah. I was going to say, we're we're only in August. Yeah. He's got his eyes on the World 100. They do, they're doing, Aldor, they're doing the two World 100s. Yep. He's eyeing that because he can't do the Saturday one because Richmond races Saturday night, but they're doing the Friday, the Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday is last this year's. Thursday is this year's. Okay. Because, again, they're doing that backward, and I don't understand what Eldor is doing. But they're doing two of them like they've yeah, done everything they, else. They did the Kings Royal. So Thursday is this year's, and so he's eyeing that Thursday show. So why Of course not? he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. Um, there were other races and other winners. Central Pennsylvania, I think we talked about this when Williams Grove and Port Royal shut down. Big Diamond and Clinton County step up. Corey Haas won at Big Diamond. Ryan Smith won at Clinton County. I really like Ryan Smith, and I was chatting with him somewhere. Um, I just really like he knows he's a little mom-and-pop team, and he knows that going to Knoxville is an expensive venture for a little mom-and-pop team with a really, really, really slim chance at yeah. really anything good happening. And so he's picking and and and, and, uh, and in complete honesty, um, Central Pennsylvania. It's just getting, you know, doing there. He goes there, but he went to Western Pennsylvania and did that speed week and won some races. He goes to Clinton County and wins races. Because the, the, it's a whole lot easier building a team winning than yeah. it is saying, I ran head-to-head with the top guys and I finished 15th every night, which would be great with the World of Outlaws for a lot of teams, but it's tough to sell the sizzle. I was going to say, it doesn't sell a lot sell, of sponsorship. Don't sell a lot of sponsorship and sizzle. I don't know what he's got, but he's got a number of wins at tracks. He's picking and choosing his battles and winning races. We know Ryan Smith. He's a World of Outlaw winner. We know he's capable of doing it, but he understands his team dynamic right now. Yep. 
and he's picking and choosing these and getting another trophy and getting another trophy and, and maybe a little bit of more funding and a little bit of trophy and a little bit more funding. We'll see where he goes. I love that he's doing it. Tyler Ross won at Lincoln. Carl Bowser, we're going to talk to Carl Bowser on the show. He's gotten hot here. Uh, he won at Sharon. That's his second straight at Sharon. Mm-hmm. But, Aaron, he's in the month of August. Uh, he's ran four times and all three are podium finishes. Not so Carl Bowser, shabby. he has rolling. In Ohio, Nate Dussel won at Fremont. <laughs> Dean Jacobs won at Wayne County. And uh, Sunday at Jacksonville, Illinois, Marcus Dumsney picked up the win. I think Danny Smith or someone posted that that's his first win in North America in a 410. Oh, wow. So how about that? Yeah. Neat stuff. So fun, fun stuff for sure. We're going to talk with, um, we're going to talk with, uh, who did I say, Carl Bowser. And we're going to talk to Brad Doty and really break down this Knoxville National. So uh, that's what we're going to do here on the program today. You know, HRP knows sprint cars. Therefore, they know what works best for your team. No other accessory can match quality performance and design. Top trailer builders use HRP trailer accessories to outfit their stock and custom-built units. And they're always adding, like new cordless tool, charging stations, sleek and design, hold two cordless drills, impacts or flashlights, and battery chargers. It keeps clutter from your workbench. Roster includes something for every racer, team, trailer, and shop. So don't settle for anything less than Sprint Car Racing's number one accessories manufacturer www.hrpracing.com. I think we were new. I think we knew we were in for a treat when we watched that B Main on Saturday night, the 60th running of the Nosville uh, Nosville Nationals. Yeah, I got that right. Folks at Nos Energy will be happy with that. Uh, four drivers: Kerry Madsen, Corey Eliason, Spencer Basin, and Sheldon Hoddenshield. Three go to the Knoxville Nationals. One does not. You can imagine what it was. This is what it sounded like on Dirt Vision. Here's Johnny Gibson and Tony Bacco. And now for the Dry Dean Death-Defying Move of the Week, where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves. Here comes Sheldon out of the inside of Spencer Basin on the white flag lap. Will he get there? Basin to the top, Sheldon into a transfer spot in turn two. Here comes Basin back to the inside, down the back shoot for the final time. Kerry Manson, Corey Elias, and then Sheldon Hodden shall race for the second spot as the win will go to Carson Messina, the transfer spot, based and back around Hodden. She'll not turn number four. Who's got it? They are so close at the line. It goes to Sheldon Hodden. That death-defying move was brought to you by Dry Dean Diesel All Death, the official death of the world of outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit drydean.com for more information. Over the years, Dryden has stood for uncompromised value and proven performance. Known as the hardest working brand in heavy duty lubrication, Dryden's heritage is made in America and made to last. Dryden products work to increase the life and enhance the efficiency of your equipment in the toughest conditions. Learn more about Dryden's products at Dryden.com. From grassroots racing to NASCAR, Dryden is a proud supporter of racing everywhere. Circle B Diecast is the new diecast outlet from Plan B Sales. What started as Lionel and Chase Authentics Apparel Distributor has grown into the largest distributor of diecast and now includes Auto World Greenlight Collectibles, Brand Art, Sandbass Artwork, and University of Racing Lines. They have a huge inventory. The folks at Circle B Diecast love racing and support drivers like Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Christopher Bell, and many others with sponsorships and partnerships. And on orders over $20, use promo code MRN for free shipping. Check them out, circlebdiecast.com. All right, so we're breaking down the Knoxville Nationals. 
And who better to break it down with than one of our buddies mm-hmm. joining us on the Drydeen Hotline? It is Brad Doty. Hello, Brad. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hey, thanks for having me back. All right. We're working on getting Brad lined up. I cannot hear Brad. Brad is Brad, if you're hearing us, hang all right. Brad Doty joins us here on Wing Nation. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear him very faintly. Very faintly. I just heard him very faintly. So We'll work on getting that. Okay. We'll work on it. We've got our best people working on it. So um, there you have it. Yeah. Um, crazy, crazy week out there. That's for sure. And uh, just great, great stuff. All right. Brad Doty, take three. Can you hear me? Yes, I've got Yay. you loud and clear. My man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're fantastic. Um, big picture, your thoughts on the 60th running of the NOS Energy Drink Knoxville Nationals. Man, I don't even know where to start. I was, you know, listening to the show before I got on here, and you know, you, you guys touched on a lot of the the same things I was thinking. And and uh, you know, Casey, I mean, to jump in the eighty three and finish eighth like that. I mean, he, no offense to his own team, but man, it, he seemed to fit and was pretty comfortable in the eighty three right off the bat. It seems like and, and running really well. And then I got to, you know, think about shots, and I'm sure he doesn't feel this way, but I sure would. Uh, you know, what if? You know, what if Kyle couldn't have made it? You know, he would have had number 11, and he sure gave it a, a good run at the end. And and uh, I had a few people ask me, you know, uh, do you think a few more laps would have made any difference? And, and I truly don't because of the track conditions. But, and I think Donnie was doing – what he needed to do as far as trying the outside, trying to make the middle work, because obviously the bottom was the fast way around and you're not really going to rattle Kyle Larson, but I'm sure Donnie was, you know, that was his only hope was to get up alongside of him enough to possibly get Kyle to lose focus for a minute or maybe miss the bottom and slide out of the rubber. And, and, you know, Donnie could have ducked underneath, but man, he gave it a good run. Yeah, you sure did. Brad, you hit a little bit on the, the track surface. I want to talk to you about it because we've seen the the actual surface of Knoxville change over the years, and the Duncan family does an incredible job on track prep, uh, reworking it. But it was different this year. The, the, the cushion didn't get up against the fence like it used to. It didn't seem to get as like slick from top to bottom as it has in the past. And then it's kinda, it took rubber at the end of the race. I wanted to get your thoughts on the, uh, just on the, the track prep itself. You know, I don't understand that either. And I think obviously it threw a lot of the drivers and teams for a loop, but, you know, they, they tilled the top and bottom quite a bit uh, and added moisture to it, you know, before the main event. Mm -hmm. And, and so shockingly for it to take rubber, it it is amazing. And what little I know about track prep, you know, just talking to everybody at Attic over the years and they, you know, tried different, many different types of dirt and, you know, trying to keep the dust down, and you know, Ohio is notorious for dusty, dirty racetracks. So I've you know been picking people's brains, and and humidity uh, has so much to do with track prep and how how much moisture. You know, not to mention the sun and wind, and you know the although Wednesday and Thursday, I mean the the heat was just and humidity was you know so bad, but with that humidity, it's, it's maybe a little easier to keep moisture in the track. So you think, you know, Saturday, what a beautiful day. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for us, 
you know, it was easier to breathe. It wasn't as humid, but it had bright sunshine and some wind and less humidity. And I don't know if that's, you know, played into it at all, but, uh, you know, it's not from lack of trying. Those guys are the best. Mm -hmm. Duncan family's been doing it for years. Like I said, I know they, they tilled it quite a bit. So, uh, you know, I really don't have the answer of, of why, um, you know, it, it did what it did, but, uh, you know, it definitely, it definitely caught a lot of people off guard. Brad, I want to talk about, uh, you mentioned Donnie shots. Um, it's been obviously an interesting time for Donnie uh, the last year and a half, and and we've talked about it endlessly. We've talked to we've talked to Donnie about it. We've talked to Tony. We've talked to Ricky Warner. We've talked to everybody about the struggles that they're having. Um, and Donnie Shots does not go to the Knoxville Nationals to finish second. We all understand that, but boy, that looked like old Donnie Shots to me. The way he was running, the speed that yep. he had. In fact, the speed that he had, I, I had him as my pick because of the last ten laps of his prelim night. So, so Brad, my question to you: If, if you're if you're Donnie Shots, do you it is despite finishing second, do you think there might be a little pep in the step that they're they're maybe getting their arms around some things with the team? Oh, I would absolutely think so. Uh, yeah, they you know. Um, you know, they were so good through the slick, you know, the slickest part of the racetrack for so many years, but they were able to develop uh, that setup and their, their the, the torque and, and, and the RPM curve, you know, of, of the engines that they were running, the shock package, you know, they, they worked on that for many, many years and had it down. Well, then, you know, you throw in a complete new engine package where the RPMs and, and the, the torque comes in at different places, and that's what they've really been struggling and working on is trying to get the, you know, you can, you can have the greatest horsepower numbers on a dyno, and Aaron, you know this, it, 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 that doesn't mean anything. Possibly those two laps of qualifying, especially at the, at the Nationals, is so important. But if you can't drive it in a slick, which, which I mean by that is if you can't control the, the power band and be able to, to roll into the throttle without blowing the tires loose, even Donnie Schatz is going to struggle. And that's what they've been struggling with is trying to get, you know, that the engine drivable. And uh, it's got good horsepower. And I think it looks like they're getting closer to that and getting the race car set up to match the engine and that kind of thing. And, and Donnie, I think he's had to change his driving style a little bit. You see him running the top of the racetrack more and leaning on the cushion more and maybe getting out of his comfort zone a little bit more, but but it does look like they're starting to get a handle on it. And, uh, yeah, I would think after a great run like that, he's probably disappointed that, to run second. But, you know, as you said, on the other hand, he's got to feel, I would think, a, a little more comfortable that, you know, maybe they are getting closer to getting back to what they had. Yeah, I would agree. And I thought his his uh, interview after the race was telling. He was very gracious, where sometimes Donnie, who runs second, isn't quite as uh, as happy. Mm. Uh, D- Brad, yeah. I wanted to ask you your thoughts on the on the 50 lap race. Um, I'm kind of on the fence of how I feel about it. I do think it's the biggest race of the year. It deserves to be something special. I realize that 40 laps at Knoxville's hard with fuel uh, and tires. So I'm kind of on the fence. I can see both sides of it. What are your thoughts on the 50 laps versus no break? Well, I've been, I've had, I got to be careful because I've gotten some, some DMs from some drivers (laughs) who, you know, are disappointed in some of my opinions, but, uh, and I've stayed out of the fuel tank 
fuel stop for years now. Oh, sorry. I, mean, I, I, I threw was, you in. I, <laughs> pardon? I said, I'm sorry then that I asked you that question, but, you know, there's always well, going to people have different opinions. Yeah. And, you know, um, unfortunately, with Paul McMahon's fire, you know, that brought it up again. But, you know, my argument, a 38-gallon fire doesn't burn any hotter than a 33-gallon fire. Mm-hmm. It's going to burn longer. But if those extra five gallons, if you're waiting for those to burn off, you're in trouble anyway. So, but it does add some weight, and it, there is more of a chance of maybe the tank coming off. But you know that can be fixed as well. Um, mm-hmm. So my opinion is, uh, I would like to see it go 40 laps, and not count on a stop, mm-hmm. and not be able to change tires. And, and I go, I can hear people screaming already, you know. But I. Racers would figure it out, whether they would go yep. to a bigger tank, whether they would go to a smaller in, in, injector motor for the for the future or whatever. Racers yep. would harder figure tires, it out. But, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, they they go to harder tires. You you and and to me that would that would you know the the teams would have to decide. Okay, am I going to go to a softer tire and hope to get out front and and, and baby it and finish, or am I going to go to a harder tire? starting deeper i got to run harder that kind of thing so that would be fun to see how that plays out but you know i guess knoxville and everybody would argue you know it's a sold out crowd with standing room only and pit passes so they're doing something right but uh i've seen the debate and and from the unofficial poll it does look like a lot of people do not like the stop you know they'd like to see it go non-stop somehow I don't think 30 laps is enough mm-hmm. uh, for a big race like that. It's over too soon. Uh, and and so many times a 40-lap race, the guy leading at lap 30 does not win it at lap 40, no matter where it's at. It just seems like those last 10 laps make a big difference. So for what it's worth, and I like I said, I'll probably take <laughs> a lot of heat, but, you know, I, I just, uh, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see at least tried one one year to go to 40 laps. I, I think that I'm I'm with you, and I don't really mind the 50 laps. I don't really love the break either. But one thing that most drivers said to us on stage was they treat it like two different features, and I didn't like that. Yep. That that part bothered yep. me. Like, they, they, no, no, don't don't say that. This is one race, so that's just my two cents on it. See, and that, and that's exactly right. I mean, yes, they run hard, you know, those first 25 laps to try to put themselves in position, but they know that that break's coming. They know that they're going to get to change tires, mm-hmm. shocks, gear, whatever they need to change, and race hard that last 25 laps. So that's the downside. Mm-hmm. And you and I, you know, I'm glad we're in agreement on this because I think we're in, well, you know, you know what it's like. We're, we're not racing anymore, Aaron. It's so, easy for us to say. You know, it's easy for us to say. But, you know, if I was still out there racing and trying to make a living at it, I, you know, I might have a different opinion. But, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, the, the, the most uh, – there's been a few uh, current drivers that, that feel the same way too. They would rather see it go nonstop. Yeah. And, and uh, so – What's your vote, Steve? Uh, like, uh, I think I'm more. I think I think you guys convinced me the nonstop because I'm a strategy. I love I love I love when a NASCAR race evolves into wild strategy. Mm-hmm. And to me, the 40 mm-hmm. lap race 
brings the strategy in. Conserve, run hard. Tra- yeah. Where you start is going to determine if you if you start mid pack, you're going to you know how do you how do you get to the front without using your stuff up? So I, I think I tend to go. I think just listening to Brad's description of it as a strategy kind of guy, I think I kind of like the 40 laps too. I never really thought much about it. I've, I've heard the debate, but yeah. I've never thought about it. I've never sat in a car. I'm just Joe Race fan. Well, you know? Brad and I were around the, the years that they used to do 40, <laughs> 30, yeah. 30, 30 laps, laps. And then I think they, did we do 40 one year? I think they actually did do, you know, and I've always been in favor of longer races. Steve Kinzer and I've talked about it. And Steve was, you know, he loved longer races. You know, I mean, we was that big brute, you know, he could outlast <laughs> a lot of guys in the, in a longer race, but you know, just, I know there are some, some people out there that, you know, adamant that, it, you know, they're in the sport and in the business and that, you know, 30 laps is, is supposed to be quote a sprint car race that no sprint car race should ever be over 30 laps. And I, I remember the national open was 150 laps with a 75 lap stop, you know, and they could run 75 laps back in the, you know, so, and I hate to sound like an old timer, you know, things weren't always, you know, better in the good old days, you know, but still, you know, uh, sprint car racing doesn't mean it has to be 30 laps or less, you know, it can still be a sprint car race and be a 40 lap or even 50 lap race. Well, look at the Ironman. I mean, it's the sprint car race It's 55 laps. Yes. It's a, the, it's a quarter mile or whatever the, whatever it's listed as, and it's gonna they're gonna burn a lot less fuel than they will at Knoxville on the bigger track where they're running you know harder on the throttle and using a lot more fuel. But there again, you know, people know 55 laps, but they're working harder. I mean, physically, they are definitely working harder mm-hmm. at Peavely than at Knoxville. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Final question for you, Brad, before we let you out of here. Um, the debate part yeah, of the, I had a good time. That's it. Yeah, part of the um, the television screens at racetracks. Um, oh we boy. actually we actually yeah. and, and we actually had the race winner, he was here, he's on our television program. And despite the fact that he utilized the television screen to his advantage, he wishes they'd take him out of every racetrack within the vision of the driver. First off, I can't even wow. imagine thinking about the television screen, let alone watching <laughs> it and benefit from it yet. What's your take on television and big screens that we all love to watch inside the stadium? What's your take on that where drivers can see it? Well, ironically, I tweeted about this, too, and I thought, oh, boy, I just got myself in trouble again because, you know, I work for the World of Outlaws with their TV, and, and uh, you know, what they've done with Dirt Vision is, is great. And, you know, they've got their portable screens, and I think it was Lawrenceburg where the screen was visible to the drivers. And uh, I wasn't putting dirt vision down because the the screens are so awesome for the fans. I I think it's so great that the fans get to see replays and interviews and all that stuff on the big screen. And I am so glad to hear Kyle say that because I've been adamant about that for years, too, that we don't allow two-way radios in sprint car racing because of blocking and advantages and different things. And why would you have a a screen that the drivers can see where other, you know, the cars behind them are running or, you know, when you're in second, you can't sneak up on the the leader and and try to get by him before he knows you're there because he sees you coming. So I absolutely Mm -hmm. agree 100% that the, the screen should never be visible to the drivers. Here, here. 
There you yeah. go. I think we're all in agreement on that. Well, we can't we all just get along like everyone does here on the show? We all just get along so well. It's great. Yeah, if they would just listen to the three of us, we'd everything would be so great. Oh, it'd be the perfect world, Brad. It'd be the perfect world. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Brad, we really appreciate you spending some time with us here today. Uh, of course, Sprint Card Midget Magazine and, and all of the platforms that you're on. Thanks so much for uh, helping us break down the, the Knoxville Nationals. Well, thank you. It's great seeing you guys out there. And, yeah, it's kind of sad that it's over, but uh, we'll do it all again next year, hopefully. 258 or 358 days. <laughs> Not that we're counting. <laughs> 358 days. Yeah, because yeah, it was 360 on Sunday. So there you go. Thanks, Brad. All right. Thanks, you guys. There we go. Brad Doty joining us on the Drydeen Hotline. Stay with us. We're going to continue on here in just a moment. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Want to experience racing in its purest form? Do you yearn to return to where NASCAR came from? Watch high-banked, full-throttle, super-late-model racing at the World 100 at Eldora Speedway on Flow Racing September 8th through the 11th. It's the crown jewel of dirt late models. This is grassroots racing at its finest. See who will win a globe by subscribing today. Go to flowracing.com slash world. That's F-L-O racing.com forward slash world. Over 200 events from coast to coast, and they're celebrating 30 years of scattering soil. The American Sprint Car Series, the world's largest sprint car sanctioning body, is bringing more thrills with wing and even more non-wing action in 2021. 11 regional tour, the national tour. No matter where you are, we're coming to a track near you. Can be there, get double streaming fun with Racing Boys and FlowRacing.com, bringing all the adrenaline to your favorite streaming device. See the full lineup of this now at ASCSRacing.com. Just looking at some stats here over the last little bit of time and uh, saw where Carl Bowser won at the Sharon on Saturday night and then just started looking and uh, really, really putting together a strong run here from about mid-July on. And he joins us on the Dean Hotline. Hello, Carl. Welcome into Wing Nation. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing well, uh, Carl. You, you picked up the win at Sharon. You got a second win there or won there a couple weeks ago. Some really, really good runs over the last month or so. Looks like you've uh, looks like you got things rolling along pretty well with your race team. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we've been working on it. Uh, we got one of these uh, uh, Australian chassis from Triple X, and since we put that thing together, I don't think we've been outside of the top five, and most of those have been top threes. So it's been pretty good. Carl, you had some high praises for Sharon after the race, and it was always one of my favorite racetracks. Uh, you know, there's a top, a bottom, it's slick through the middle. Just just talk about why you love the racetrack so much. Well, that's just it, what you just said there. I mean, it's, it's always uh, pretty consistent. Um, you can just work on your race car. You know, I said victory lane there, and I, I kind of argue with some of the racers around home here. You know, anybody can go fast uh, when it's hammered down and, and everything, but when it looks off, you can you can work on your car and Sharon especially. Um, you know, if you're not good on the top, you know a lot of times you can roll through the middle. Um, two Saturdays Saturdays ago, there we won and and I ran the bottom the whole race till I got to the leader and then and then switched to the top and was actually a little better. So um, it just gives you options. Um, it's not a 
not a one lane deal um, like like too often uh, racetracks turn into. Describe what you dealt with and how you got the win on Saturday night. Um, actually, Saturday we started on the pole and uh, they hadn't had any repeat winners. I mean, it, it again shows what kind of racetrack they have there is. I think they had 11 races and 11 different winners. Um, and uh, I started on the pole and thought maybe we'd repeat. And by the time we got to turn two, I was almost in third. Um, so we weren't we weren't very good early, but uh, got back to second and uh, got racing with uh, Adam Kegich for the lead and traffic and just kind of stuffed it in on the top uh, with him and two other lap cars and, and made it exciting for the fans, but it, but it worked out. I knew he was going to be tough. And I had Cole Duncan behind me and, Cole Duncan on a slick track in Ohio is something that I was afraid of the the whole night, just of having to, to deal with him and then uh, held held Cole off for the last uh, 15 laps. Carl, I want to talk to you about yeah, your support of the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. I know that you've been a longtime supporter, and just recently you said that all some proceeds from all your T-shirts will will go there. And it's it's actually become pretty personal with you. Your son has had to do a, a little bit of. Uh, spend a little time there. Just talk about your support of the hospital and, and how uh, now you're un- unfortunately getting to see it a little bit firsthand. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's something we've done now for probably uh, four or five years. Um, you know, our our partnership with Turner's has is, is always been uh, evolving, and, and they're a big supporter of Children's Hospital. So, you know, we came up with that a few years ago to, to do, uh, you know, part of our T-shirt sales. Uh, we donate every year. They They have a big picnic at the end of the year, and and uh, have a bunch of patients uh, from Children's out, and, and it's a we take the race car. It's a great thing. And then um, just last year, when when we found out uh, that we were pregnant, uh, we found out that he was our son was going to need surgery when he got here, and uh, Children's was the place to be, you know, the the best place for him. So so when we uh, when he got here, um, he ended up spending about a week in Children's. So we we got to meet a lot of people and see all of it firsthand, and you know we saw a lot at those picnics, um, getting to meet kids and putting them in the race car and then hearing their stories. And, you know, it was really just uh, mind-blowing once we were there, you know, seeing all that firsthand and, and, and talking to people there and, and dealing with other, you know, parents who had kids. And, and we were by far the, the, the lowest on the list of needing to be there, you know, when, when you sit and talk to, to other parents on, you know, we were there for seven days and, and I met people that had been there, you know, had a had a child and they were there for six months or or you know whatever it would would be and and uh it was really really mind-blowing so it kind of brought it all full circle for us and, and something that we're we're pretty proud of and, and something that we really like to do it's amazing to me we have such a passion for our racing and it's we live for it we 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 breathe it we do all of that when we have a good night we celebrate like like it's the turn of the century when we have a bad night it takes us three days to get out of the doldrums and everything how does how does when you're involved with a situation like that be even beyond your own personal involvement there how does that help you carl with perspective with our little old crazy sprint car world that we at times think is so important uh, it's really changed, honestly, being around that, you know, seeing how, like you said, it's just, uh, it can be silly at times, you know, in racing, it's not the end of the world. And, and honestly, we, we won Saturday night at Sharon and, and Sunday we went to Tri-City and, and I led uh, every lap but the last one. I got passed on the last lap for the win. And, you know, even a year ago, uh, that one, it would take me all week to get over that. And, and honestly, by the time we were loaded up and driving home, it was like, you know, 
that's that's what it is. Uh, you just move on, and you know, life's pretty good. Yeah. Well, you mentioned another second place finish. Talk about your season. I mean, it has been really strong. A lot of podiums, and I saw that you know your run at Lernerville uh, was fantastic with the World of Outlaws. I think you were the hard charger that night. Uh, overall, solid year for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's a, a lot of a tribute to my crew chief, uh, uh, Jeff Sportslander. He's um, he's a big block modified guy. I know Steve. We've we've had a few drinks after the races with with him a couple of times. So. You know, we get going every year when the middle of summer and everything slicks off, and and he he's licking his lips because he knows what to do, and and uh, so we just keep keep our package the same and keep working with the same people that uh, we've been with for a long time with triple X chassis and and rider racing engines, and just just uh, keep working on everything. Final question for you, Carl: the state of sprint car racing in Western Pennsylvania. We kind of watched this. I spent a little time out there with you guys a couple of years ago. Lernerville is kind of the mainstay on Friday night. I'm always a little confused on Saturday night. I know Sharon, Michaels, <laughs> Pittsburgh. You got Tri City on Sunday night. Now, what's uh, what what's the state of sprint car racing in Western Pennsylvania? Um, I would say it's been pretty strong. Um, you know, definitely Lernerville on Fridays uh, gets a it gets a good car count, and Sharon, honestly. Last year, I think we averaged almost 30, 35 cars a night at Sharon on Saturdays. Um, this year, it's down. And I don't know if it's down, um, like, local racing across the board. I mean, I know I work for uh, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic and Precise Racing, which is the speed shop here right right down the road from Lernerville. And um, things are definitely down. I don't know if it's racing-related, COVID-related. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but... Uh, it's kind of the car counts have been down a little bit. And like you said, it's confusing on Saturday nights, you know, racetracks that can't seem to work together, you know, schedule two, four, 10 races. And we, you know, we have a limited number of cars here. And, and honestly, a lot, a lot of teams that like to travel, you know, even like ourselves, you know, if we, if we, if I don't have a race at Sharon on a Saturday, which we try and support them, um, you know, we like to, to get out, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we went to uh, New York with the outlaws. So, Saturdays make it make it tough, and and when racetracks don't work together, it makes it even more difficult. Um, I know this weekend there's a race at Pittsburgh and at uh, Mercer, which uh, they like to schedule on top of each other. So um, need to have one of them guys on and figure that out. I guess. <laughs> problem, problem is when we do that, we gotta have two of those guys on. So it's, uh... <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I just I, that's the thing. I, I love uh, hanging out with you guys a couple years ago. It's just. It, it, gosh, I'm like, the potential is here. If we could get everyone pulling the rope in the right direction, mm-hmm. uh, you guys could really have something out there because you get you got great racers, really good racetracks, um, a great history, a great pedigree, and everything is good. But uh, that's another topic. We'll worry about it another time. Carl, um, I appreciate the time. Congratulations on the success, and I know we'll catch up with you somewhere down the road here, but thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation. Of course. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There we go. Carl Bowser joining us here on Wing Nation. Just like racing components, aggressive hydraulics purpose builds hydraulic cylinders to perform for customer-specific applications. They design and manufacture mobile-style, single-stage cylinders, as well as multi-stage telescopic cylinders. It's a no-one-size-fits-all approach with aggressive hydraulics. Hydraulic solutions for virtually every industry that uses hydraulic cylinders. They proudly design and manufacture all cylinders in the United States. 
Check out the video of their story at aggressivehydraulics.com. Sunoco is a proud partner of Wing Nation. Not all fuels are created equal, so fill up with Sunoco Ultratech. Sunoco Ultratech is a top-tier detergent gasoline that is proven to make your engine run cleaner, longer, and more efficiently. Using the same detergent package as what is blended into some of Sunoco's high-performance race fuels, you can trust Ultratech for your everyday race. Whether you're headed to the track or just hitting the road, fill up with Sunoco Ultratech and fuel your best. Hey, Ashley, what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high-quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to the checkout. All right, all right. So um, we're going to wrap it up here, but I want to I'm going to know those of you watching video, a uh, little show and tell those on audio, I'll try my best. Uh, I did get a couple shirts out there I and a guess hat. So. Yes, exactly. So I did good. First shirt, you got one of these too. I did. What a what a neat neat time. Um, that re- it was fun. The well, four ten dash. I mean, taking the shot of fireball at first half mile yeah. and then a beer was didn't make the, the you know the middle of the run it's go right. well, but it's it was, all right. It was Toughen good. up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so yes, one Toughen of my shirts up. I got was the uh, four ten dash. I uh, loved it. Had I had so much fun doing it that. Fun. That was so so neat. Okay, so I got my four ten dash shirt. Okay, I went over to the hospitality suite. I got oh, a three G spot. Sweet three G. Okay, is one of the now, one, now that's a yeah. that's a crowd there. But it's there. It is. That's one of the party spots. Keeping turn two wet since two thousand nine. Exactly. So the three G spot. I got one of their t shirts. Pretty sharp looking back design there and everything else. And then snuck over to Rico Abreu's trailer. Ah. Oh, you kidding me? Best-looking guy on campus when I'm wearing my old Jason Sides T-shirt. That's right. Absolutely. I got my Jason Sides T-shirt. I had, I, I had like, back when I first started doing this, I bought a couple of Jason Sides T-shirts, and it just struck me. I don't have a good Jason Sides T-shirt. Well, I didn't until now. Well, now you do. Now I do. And then finally, an Iowa beer bus cap. <laughs> our, our, yeah. main, our main. You thank mom, me for that. I you, did a little negotiating. Did you really? Again. How did that happen? Because I was. Well, I saw the hats on day one, and I said to Ashley, I need to get me one of them. And by the day four, I was like, I don't see them. They're gone. So I asked our buddies there, and he said, oh, just give me a minute, and came out and supplied us with some yeah, nice Yeah, so I got hats. an Iowa beer bus hat. Love I that. I mean, that was, honestly, I love Knoxville. That, that might be one of my favorite stops, that our and the Cattlemen's. Next, our next-door neighbors. Wow, they put, Kendra put us in a good neighborhood. If you're, if you're not familiar with it, we're out there, and we're right next to the Iowa beer I bus. I cannot imagine their sales on Saturday because there was a line the entire day. The entire day. time. The entire time. Yeah, I was talking to him, and he said, um, he said, he started, and he's like, oh, boy, we're over, we're, we're, we're wide open here. But then he's like, well, what do you do? You don't, you can't bring in new help because you spend more energy training them than waiting on customers. He said, you just roll up your sleeve and start slinging booze. That's what you do. So it was <laughs> Well, cool. he had his tool belt on. He was ready oh, to go. Oh, he was all good to go. Absolutely. So great, great stuff, that's for sure. Uh, again, I, I, I want to say this to, to, to Kendra, John McCoy, everyone at Knoxville. Mm-hmm. To VFW, Sage Fruit, and Hercules Tires, our partners with the stage and with the show. Um, to Craiger, Frank Beers, and Nicole from our operations department. Craiger's our producer. Um, to all the drivers and guests that we yeah, had. And, and, fans. and the fans. The fans, unreal. Unreal. 
real, unbelievable. What a what a good time it was, that's for sure. So there you have it. The 60th running of the NOS Energy Drink Knoxville Nationals. Wing Nation gear, if you didn't get it at Knoxville, is available at wingnation.com. That's www.wingnation.com. Also, it's on the All-Star Circuit of Champions trailer. Coming up on our Thursday podcast, Steve Beitler made some news going into yeah. Knoxville that he's selling his racetrack. Well, we got into Knoxville, so we're going to catch up with him and find out what's going on out of Skagit Speedway. And I know he's got a big one coming up out there as mm-hmm. well. And uh, then finally coming up on Wing Nation Television, presented by Sage Fruit, Kyle Larson joins us in studio. So that is Wednesday night on Rev, Saturday on Mad. Hey, we appreciate our drivers joining us here today. And Brad Doty joining us, as well as Carl Bowser. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com. 